Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The KDLM Sports Wrap. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Join the conversation on Facebook Live as they stream the show live from the KDLM studio. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Hello and welcome. If you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear extraordinary. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Forest Hills Resort is not responsible for errant shots. <laughs> they must have known Zeke was coming. Where's he from? I'm from Detroit Lakes. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Detroit Lakes go crazy! We're still here! We're still here! Get up! Come on, get up! If you're tight as I am. Yeah! Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Man, what an up and down weekend for sports here <laughs> in in the Lakes area. NDSU buys and they advance to the next round, the quarterfinals of the FCA championship. As does UND. NDSU beaten up on Eastern Washington, forty two to twenty. Then UND they uh, they beat Missouri State 44-10. to UND will get uh, James Madison. NDSU will get Sam Hughes. We'll talk to Keith Brake of Bison 1660 coming up in a bit here to get his take on things. And and, uh, and, and communicated with Keith yesterday. He says, don't be fooled by that final score because the Bison looked pretty flat coming into Saturday's game where they were down 14 to nothing right away. And then the rushing attack, like 400-plus yards on the ground for NDSU on Saturday as they advance the quarterfinals for the 11th consecutive year. We'll talk to Keith Bray coming up second half of the sports wrap. We were going to have a, a very special guest on this morning, but some but some flight complications <laughs> uh, complicated that. We'll, we'll talk about what Kate Smith did over the weekend. Also, the, the, the Wild make, make the playoffs uh, with their seventh straight win, their eighth playoff appearance in the last nine uh, years. We've got Patrick Peterson going to do a... a, a uh, a pretty significant number change with the Minnesota Vikings. And we'll touch real quick on the Minnesota Twins and how they can't hit the broad side of a baseball. Uh, let's recap the last 72 hours in sports here real quick. Rewind time. Let's start with Kate Smith, the Big Ten medalist at the, uh, the Big Ten Championship. She shot an 8-under to tie her own record for best individual round in Nebraska school history and uh, captured Nebraska's first ever Big Ten women's golf individual title yesterday. Kate Smith, of course, five-time state champion while golfing for the Detroit Lakes Lakers and don't make it a, 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 a big name for herself. She golfed at the Augusta National Women's Am earlier this month. Now she's a uh, Big Ten champion, taking full advantage of that extra year of eligibility uh, from COVID. Bogey-free round for Kate Smith at, uh, at TPC Rivers Bend in Mainville, Ohio, uh, shooting a 64 Nebraska finished second overall in team results, uh, losing to Michigan State. Uh, Nebraska tied with Maryland and Michigan for second. Northwestern was fifth. Uh, Gopher fans, in case you're wondering, Gopher women's golf team finished 11th ahead of just Rutgers and Indiana in the Big Ten Championship Golf Tournament. We we were going to have Kate Smith on today, but uh, communicating with Kate last night, it sounds like, and and we'll get more more insights on this uh, when we talk to Kate on Wednesday, because... Uh, that'll, that'll be when Kate Smith is going to join us on the sports wrap. 
is uh, they were supposed to fly home last night, but the Nebraska women's golf team missed their flight. So they weren't able to get back. And so they had an early flight today. And then Kate says she has class at at, at 9 o'clock. And so hopefully uh, Kate got, got to class on time flying back from from Ohio to Nebraska. So we are going to have Kate Smith on the sports wrap on Wednesday. Uh, it's, it's been a while since we chatted with Kate. We haven't chatted with Kate since uh, she announced that she was going to play in that Augusta National Women's Am. So we have Kate on Wednesday. We'll talk about Augusta. We'll talk about that experience. And, of course, the newest, uh, the, the newest thing on her resume, Big Ten champion. Kate Smith will join us at about 8.35 on Wednesday. Two. Let me get seven straight wins for your Minnesota Wild. They cruise to a 6-3 to victory over the San Jose Sharks on Saturday night. And with the victory, also locking up a playoff spot in one of the toughest divisions in the NHL. The seven-game win streak is the second longest active streak in the league, two behind the nine-game run that the Vegas Golden Knights, also in the West, are on. The Wild are also the third team in the NHL to clinch a playoff spot. The other two also in the West, Vegas and the Colorado Avalanche. The Wild immediately put the pedal to the metal on Saturday night, scoring 19 seconds into the game. Ryan Suter, Wild led 3-0 after the first period, took a 4-0 lead in the third. Suter, Marcus Foligno, Jared Spurgeon found the back of that in the first period. Kevin Fiala scored his 17th goal of the season with 50 seconds left in the second frame. And then Kirill Kaprizov, who scored now in five consecutive games, scoring his 22nd goal of the season. Nick Benino added an empty netter uh, in the final minute, and the Wild win 6-3. Ten games to go, Wild in third place in the West Division, one point behind Colorado and five points behind Vegas. And now with these, with these final ten games is the opportunity the Wild have to get ready for the playoffs. Wild and Blues going to face each other five times. They play tonight. And then on four straight nights, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we're going to get a lot of St. Louis Blues with the Wild this week. Well, now we're going to talk about the anti-Minnesota Wild. They call them the Minnesota Twins. Oh, what happened to the Twins? First five games in the season, run differential was astounding. The only games they were losing were in the seven-inning shortened games or the, 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 the bogus... Extra innings where runner starts on second, but now the Twins have lost for the 11th time in the past 13 games, losing the series to the Pittsburgh Pirates, a team expected to finish it, it, either at or near the bottom of all of Major League Baseball. And the offense just has not shown up these last 13 games. Oh, a, a near no-hitter by Jay Happ on Friday was five outs away. I think the Twins won that one two to nothing. You got to score more than two, especially with the capability that your offense has. I know guys are are are, are slumping. Miguel Sano is not doing that well. You've got you've got guys that are out due to COVID and Andrelton Simmons. You've got all the excuses in in the book, but you are the two-time defending American League Central champions. There hasn't been that much turnover on this roster. Start playing like you've been here before. Lone bright spot, Nelson Cruz. Not going to get into to too many stats here, but he's been the only bright spot. And as much as Twins fans love Nelson Cruz, as much as Nelson Cruz loves playing for the Twins, if this trajectory continues, 
the Twins are, are, are what, five, six, seven games under 500 now? And that's going to change the the entire storyline of the 2021 season to how many games ahead of the White Sox are we to potentially who are the Twins going to trade away as they become sellers at the trade deadline. Twins back in action tonight. Division opponent, Cleveland Indians. 4.30 pregame show, 5.10 first pitch as the Twins look to to gain ground on the 9-11 and 11 Cleveland Indians. Cleveland 9-11, Twins are 7-13, six games behind Kansas City, and five and a half games behind the Chicago White Sox, who have overcome that slow start. Kansas City, 13-7, the White Sox are now 12-9. We Jose Barrios versus Zach Plesak from Cleveland at 5-10 tonight. One more quick one before we get to Keith Brake to talk some Bison football. Uh, Bison advancing to the FCS quarterfinals, uh, a matchup against Sam Houston State at 2 o'clock on Saturday. The NFL is making some changes to their to their numbers, allowing single-digit numbers and some other changes, and so that uh, is, 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 is prompting one guy who wore number 7 in purple and gold. His collegiate career is going back his roots. That would be Patrick Peterson, who's worn number 21 his entire pro career, worn number seven at LSU. And Patrick Peterson, cornerback, is going to go back to his number seven this year. When he came into the NFL in 2011, it was, he could not wear a seven. It was against the rules. Single-digit numbers were reserved for kickers and punters and, uh, and quarterbacks. But now he gets to wear number seven. Picked 21 because uh, of his idol. Deion Sanders. But here's the, the, the fun part of this story is, is you may not have known this last year, but number seven was occupied last year, and it was set to be occupied this year as well by practice squad quarterback Nate Stanley, former seventh-round pick, spent all of last year on the Vikings practice squad. Now, normally when this happens, one player has a number another wants. There's a, a price, you could say to be extracted so then the exchange can be made. And uh, lots of players have an attachment to whatever number they select for whatever reasons. So Peterson and Stanley needed to negotiate a deal so that Peterson could take over the number he wanted. And, and a great time for, for Peterson to change his number because let's, let, let's say uh, we'll have this conversation maybe tomorrow with Adam Thielen. If Adam Thielen wanted to go back to his collegiate number nine from 19, what he would have to do is he, he would have to purchase all the remaining number 19 inventory that there is, and then he could change his number to number nine. C- completely hypothetical. We'll talk about uh, the potential possibility uh, and likelihood that Adam changes from 19 to his more familiar number nine. But with, with, with Peterson leaving Arizona and him not having any Minnesota merchandise, it's the perfect time because now Peterson doesn't have to pay for those jerseys, doesn't have to pay for that merchandise. It's a, it's a clean break. Peterson wanted number seven. Nate Stanley had number seven. And here is what Champ, not Champ Bailey, here is what Patrick Peterson, where Champ Bailey come from? Here's what Patrick Peterson <laughs> is giving to Nate Stanley in exchange for number seven. He has agreed to donate brand new shoulder pads to Stanley's high school alma mater, Menominee High School. Not a big school, about 1,000 students. Uh, last one a state football champ as recently as 2002. 
as I see. And the exchange has been made. So Patrick Peterson will wear number seven. Nate Stanley is changing to the uh, the faithful number 14. Worn most recently by uh, by one Stefan Diggs. I'm sure that's not going to break any <laughs> break any hearts. Second half of the sports wrap, we're going to chat with Keith Brake of Bison 1660. Break down the uh, the Bison's come from behind win over Eastern Washington. They advanced to the quarterfinals of the FCS football championship playoffs for the 11th consecutive season. Keith Brake of Bison 1660 next on KDLM. I'm Kyle Montgomery with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. I think the Jets are going to love them. That's what Zach Wilson's college coach says of the quarterback projected in every NFL.com mock draft to be New York's selection with that second overall pick. BYU assistant Fezzi Zataki tells the New York Post that Wilson has the perfect demeanor to succeed as a Jet, saying, quote, that type of innate swagger and confidence and competitive nature that New York has, that is Zach Wilson. It's not Wilson, but Trey Lance, who's the most mentally ready quarterback in the draft, according to his old coach. North Dakota State's Matt Entz says he let Lance run the offense from the field because he was so good at analyzing defenses on the fly and audibly into the perfect play. Lance and Wilson will be among the 13 prospects who will be at the draft in Cleveland to hear their name called, and we'll be there too. We'll have all three days of the draft live on NFL Network starting this Thursday night at 8 Eastern. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Come in and celebrate Lowe's Spring Fest before it's over with four bags of select Scott's mulch for $10. Or to grow your garden, we've got four 11.8-ounce Bonnie vegetables and herbs for $10. Give your garden and lawn the full spring treatment. Spring Fest, a festival of fun and savings for your garden and total home. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Offers valid to 428 while supplies last. In-store only. Selection varies by location. U.S. only. Excluding Alaska and Hawaii. Napa know-how. Get a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil and a platinum filter for just $26.48. They're like the only couple you don't mind inviting over. They help you with your car, they save you money, and they never display their affection publicly. That's Napa full synthetic and a platinum filter for $26.48. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales price is not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 4-30-21. Anglers, set your hooks. J&K Marine, CI Sport, Brushmark Signs, and Leighton Broadcasting bring you the 16th Annual Real Country Classic two-day fishing tournament, May 21st and 22nd on Otter Tail Lake. First place payout of $3,000 per day. Additional cash payouts for top teams, biggest northern and walleye contest, plus an additional two-day grand champion prize. Visit realcountry102.com for details and register. The 16th Annual Real Country Classic, May 21st and 22nd. Brought to you by Advanced Docks and Lifts and Leighton Broadcasting. Cal Soderquist with your Wolves Minute. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves are right back in action tonight, hosting the Utah Jazz at the Target Center. It's a rematch. These same two teams met up on Saturday night in Utah, and the Wolves got the best of the NBA-leading Utah Jazz, despite Utah putting up a 40-point first quarter. They led 40-26 to after one, but Minnesota made some major adjustments, especially on the defensive side, trailed by just six at the half, actually led going into the fourth. 
and made enough plays down the stretch to secure a five-point victory. Here's big man Carl Anthony Towns on what changed after a poor first frame. Uh, we had we, it was it was focused on in practice. We did a great job of coming out here and, and, and having it translate to the game. So that's a testament to these young guys coming in prepared, coming in with a great mindset, coming in and wanting to not make the same mistake again. We'll see if the Wolves can now build off of that effort against the same opponent tonight. Our coverage from Target Center comes your way at 6.30 all across the Timberwolves radio network. Does your current pay stub look a bit, well, stubby? There's an app for that, meaning you can apply for immediate openings at West Central Turkey in Pelican Rapids. First shift starts at 16 an hour, while second and third shift start at 16.55. Higher premiums are paid to equipment operators and warehouse jobs. Even a $2,000 sign-on bonus and benefits after 30 days. Learn about all the benefits and opportunities at JennyO.com under careers. Make a living. Build a life at West Central Turkey in Pelican Rapids. An equal opportunity employer. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. We'll talk Minnesota football next. It can happen fast. The game changes and you need a new strategy. It's like your original insurance policy. It worked fine at the start, but now that you've bought a home, added a car, or expanded your business, you can't keep running the same old play. You need Western National Insurance for coverage that fits your growing needs. Western National, Minnesota's source for great-fitting auto, home, and business protection since 1901. Ask your independent agent today for Western National and go Gophers. Get that great fit feeling, Western National Insurance. It's game week for the Golden Gopher football team as they continue with spring drills and are set to host the annual spring game on Saturday at TCF Bank Stadium at 11 a.m. It's been a productive spring so far, according to head coach P.J. Fleck, who says there's strong competition at almost every position. When you're sitting there going, hey, we have ones, twos, and threes, I mean, at some positions we don't. We just have a lot of players, and they're all going to be ones at some point, and they're going to rotate, and that's going to be our strength. So in practice, and I made this very clear to the people I talked to, is there's when I say ones, it might not just be just the ones. We might be giving the guy that's going to get the third amount of reps the ones right now too because he's going to be with the ones at some point. And we go ones, twos, threes. We'll rotate who's one, who's two, who's three, and we'll rotate that because of the depth situation that we have, which is really a healthy, uh, a healthy problem to have or a healthy situation to have or a healthy circumstance to have that we haven't had here before like this. So um, I think that's what makes spring really unique is we're able to do a, do a lot more than we ever have. We're able to be able to rotate a lot more people than we ever have at most positions, not all the positions. There's a few that we're still developing at and might be a little more youthful, in, and, uh, but we're getting there. So uh, it's helped us tremendously as we've gone forward. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. Don't miss the Detroit Lakes 150th Anniversary Sailboat Regatta Party this Friday at the Kent Freeman Arena from 4 to 7 p.m. 150 one-of-a-kind sailboat sculptures decorated by over 80 artists will be unveiled. This will be the first and only opportunity to see all the sculptures together before they sail to their new homes throughout the Detroit Lakes area. Food trucks, a cash bar, and music by the Crop Dusters, too. Admission is $5 and kids are free. For more info, visit DL150.com. It's time once again for Twins Minute. I'm Chris Atterbury. The Minnesota Twins had high hopes entering the weekend. They'd lost 9 of 10. Then they won the game on Friday night. Thought, okay, here we go. Let's take an interleague series. But they muster only six runs in three games. The Pirates take the series. Twins have lost 11 of 13. Easy to get down if you're a fan, but Matt Shoemaker says players and staff can't afford to do that. Channeling the hold steady, they got to stay positive. 
negative things creep in your head, you know, sometimes that can expand and you gotta, you know, nip that in the bud right there. Stay positive. Um, as a group, like I said, we don't wanna, winning, winning solves everything. When you win, the, everything's fun, the clubhouse is fun. So as long as we keep smiling, the guys in the clubhouse, we're still all talking, having a good time, laughing. Um, you have to keep that energy because if you if you get away from that, that's when things could get you know worse. And we're not letting that happen. Like I said, just in a bad little stretch right now, and we're going to get it going. That's Matt Shoemaker trying to stay positive, and hopefully they can still build something great this summer. This is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Hello, Detroit Lakes. This is Pastor Paul Larson inviting you to come and worship with us at Faith Lutheran every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. If you can't be with us, you can hear the recorded worship service every Sunday at 7.25 a.m. right here on KDLM 1340. Come and join us and find out what it's like to be a part of a warm, friendly, Bible-believing Lutheran church. We're located on County Road Highway 6, one-half mile west of Highway 59. Jesus is coming soon. Make sure you're ready. Detroit Lakes Weather. Here's your KDLM weatherology forecast. Cloudy skies with rain likely for today. We'll have high temperatures working up into the upper 40s. And for tonight, mostly cloudy will dip to a low of 37. Mid-50s for high temperatures on your Tuesday. Still holding on to cloud cover there. But finally some sunshine returning for your Wednesday. Highs reach 62 degrees. Thursday, lots of sun, mid-50s. That's your latest forecast. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll. Making workdays fun. Thirteen forty KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap. Huge weekend for FCS football. Some amazing games. Bison win, Fighting Hawks win to advance. They're going to play this weekend in the quarterfinals of the FCS championship. We're joined by Keith Bragg from Bison sixteen sixty. Follows the Bison pretty close. Keith, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Zeke. How are you? Uh, not can't complain too much, especially after a, a huge Bison win. If if there's anything we learned this weekend, it, it doesn't matter if Trey Lance is playing quarterback. It doesn't matter if the Bison are seated or if they're unseated. Death taxes and the Bison just just going ham in the in the playoffs. Uh, recap the Bison game over uh, over Eastern Washington from Saturday. Well, it looks like that in the final score and in the final analysis, and they scored the last thirty five points of the football game, but. At one point in that game, North Dakota State was down fourteen to nothing. That's true. In the first quarter, and uh, they could—they looked like they were not even interested in stopping uh, Eastern Washington's offense. And uh, we, we were kind of looking around the press box, like, "Okay, so what are we doing next Saturday? We're gonna, you know, we're gonna mow the lawn. We're gonna, you know, build a bench. <laughs> gonna do some work. Get the oil changed or do some baseball. You know, we we weren't really sure, but." Uh, North Dakota State in that first quarter, it kind of felt like a holdover from the SDSU game. Defense was a little discombobulated against the game script, uh, the scripted plays that, that Eastern ran. Um, they took a shot early, and, and NDSU got beat over the top uh, on a long passing play. Eric Berrier showed his capability, all the bona fides. And then in the second quarter, teams found a little energy. And especially on defense, they really started to crank it up a little bit. And I think people saw that this was a game that was going to come down to who could get the most stops. And NSU goes, you know, as six and out technically on their first uh, possession of the football game. But, uh, you know, they, they don't go anywhere. They punt Eastern scores on their first two possessions. And then NDSU starts to put points on the board. And you, you realize this is going to be 
a high-scoring game. It's going to be a game where you're looking at 60-ish points on the board, maybe more. And if you can't get stops, you're, whatever your offense does, you're not going to be able to hold up. And Eastern Washington's defense could not stop NDSU's running attack. The offensive line was terrific. Dominic Canella and Jalen Bussey was back in the lineup. He re-aggravated, <laughs> sorry, an ankle and uh, missed some time. But, man, I, I tell you, he had such a, 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 a tremendous uh, explosiveness to the backfield. He looks like Ty Brooks out there. He even jabbers a little bit after the play like Ty Brooks does. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome to watch. But, um, no, th- this team needed to get some stops. And the defense cranked up the intensity, cranked up the energy, and cranked up the pressure in the second quarter, and they got after Barry a couple times. They got five stacks on the day. Eastern had only allowed six all season coming into the game, and the run game just absolutely wore out that light defensive front for Eastern, and that allowed the Bison to pull away for a comfortable win. Yeah, Bison win. They, they win 42-20. to 20. They advance to take on, I believe it is uh, Sam Houston. Is, is, that game sat- is, is that game Saturday or Sunday? The What I was reading this morning says it was it was TBD. Do we know what time that game will be? That game is Sunday at 2 o'clock on ESPN. Awesome. Sweet. Let's, let's talk about the uh, the rushing attack quick. 422 yards for Dominic Ganella and Jalen Bussey and, and, and company. Uh, looks like uh, the, the, the freshman got uh, the majority of the carries and his first two career touchdowns. Yeah, Dom, I mean, he had been he had been going for the end zone for a little bit this year, you know. He had uh, he had been denied a couple touchdowns a couple different times, and you wonder, when's it going to happen for the kid? And uh, finally, he was able to just get a couple of good creases, and his explosiveness carried him the rest of the way. And, uh, I, I can't overstate uh, the, the quality of the offensive line on Saturday. Cornell Wilson was the player of the game. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, he moved from his starting right tackle spot into right guard on Cam Miller's rushing touchdown. If you watch, he blocks three different guys, <laughs> including the safety, including the safety who would have made the touchdown saving tackle. Um, and that safety also took a bad pursuit angle right into Volson's second block. So he just said, well, thanks. Don't mind if I do. And uh, <laughs> the offensive line was creating all kinds of holes. The backs did a great job taking advantage. It was great to see Canella score. Um, Bussy is a threat to score every time he touches the football, and he really adds the lightning to the thunder in the backfield with Canella and Lukey. Cam Miller get his first start at quarterback, finishes 6 of 11 for 50 yards, also had that, that touchdown like you just mentioned. Surprised that we saw Cam over Zeb in this one? Not really. <clears throat> I kind of had her scuttlebutt to that end and we also got word over the weekend that uh, Zeb Noland is leaving the program uh, that was not originally the plan he was going to stay and try to be the starter in the fall but once it was clear that the, the starter in competition was going to be outside his reach uh, Zeb's a really bright football mind and he can articulate things really well communicate really well with people uh, in a media setting and in a, in a meeting setting so he's going to go pursue. He's got some power five coaching opportunities uh, that he's going to go pursue and try to um, get better and find some really good uh, mentors along the way. He's already had a good one at Randy Hetberg, and uh, he will move on. So uh, Cam Miller is the guy, at least for now. You know, Quincy Patterson, the Virginia Tech transfer, becomes eligible in the fall. And I actually talked to Trey Lance at the Fargo Dome uh, on uh, on, sat- or on Saturday, and I. I asked him point blank. I said, all right, tell me about Quincy Patterson because uh, Trey and, and Quincy know each other. And Trey was part of the recruiting pitch 
to get Quincy Patterson to come here. Hmm. And Trey just kind of, his eyes got wide. You could see a smile under the face mask that he was wearing, and he said, Quincy's awesome. So that's a player that you're going to have your eyes on in the fall. Cole Payton, who's a really good prospect out of Omaha, Nebraska, one of the most sought-after prospects. He told Iowa State no thanks, and then the day after he wins the Nebraska State Championship, his coach calls him, says, hey, Scott Frost at Nebraska wants to talk to you about coming to play in Nebraska. And Cole Payton says, no thanks, I'm going to North Dakota State. And he signs with NDSU about three weeks later. So um, there's, there's going to be a really interesting quarterback competition. But right now, Cam Miller is the guy. And, and it has been building, I think, for several weeks. But now we are at the point where the staff just wants to cut Cam loose and see what he can do with the playoffs. Look at the brackets. Uh, quarterfinals coming up this weekend. South Dakota State, they beat Holy Cross. They'll take on Southern Illinois, Delaware, and Jacksonville State. Uh, UND will get James Madison and, of course, NDSU and Sam Houston. State, uh, Sam Houston, uh, they survived Monmouth 21-15. What do we know about Sam Houston? Uh, Sam Houston is a team of pronounced strengths and pronounced weaknesses. The quarterback is a terrific athlete. He has an unbelievable arm. But anytime you have to get Eric Schmidt off his spot, scrambling around trying to make a play, it's a little bit adventurous. Uh, Sam Houston's defense is really, really good up front. They are really lackluster in the second level with their linebackers. So uh, this is a team that's got some strengths. It's got some things that it builds its identity on. Uh, it is not quite the same Sam Houston team that comes in and just flies around trying to score a bunch of points. Their offense is a little bit more uh, focused on you know 11 personnel, so you'll see some tight ends. Uh, their defense is more about physicality and winning in the trenches than it was about containing explosive athletes on the other side. And uh, I think that really paid dividends for them against a high-flying team like Nichols, who they outscored 71-17 in the football game. So uh, Sam is a talented team. I think there are some things the Bison can take advantage of as they go down to Huntsville and try to win a road playoff game for the first time since 2010. Because yeah. it's the first time they played one since 2010. <laughs> NDSU back in the quarterfinals for the 11th straight year. I don't want to look too far ahead, but other side of this bracket, uh, you either get a, a tasty rematch with UND, who, who the Bison beat at the Fargo Dome earlier this season, or you get rival James Madison. Which one of those two teams potentially, not to look too far ahead, do you think is, is a better matchup in the semifinals for the Bison if they get that far? I have no idea, Zeke. I'll be completely honest with you. I think if, if NDSU gets UND at the Fargo Dome, NDSU is going to Texas. Um, if NDSU has to go to Harrisonburg to beat James Madison, I think it gets a little bit interesting uh, because uh, you know JMU's had some issues at quarterback, but seems like Kay Johnson has won that spot back. Uh, I, I look at, at their defense and I say they're really, really stout everywhere. I mean, it, it's it's it is to many to many in many respects that James Madison we're used to seeing. They just don't have necessarily the consistency in the passing game that they've had in the past. But that's true of a lot of teams, and a lot of teams still play at a really high level and have still achieved a lot of success this season in spite of that. So uh, if the Bison get a home game, the Bison are going to Frisco, in my mind, uh, which would mean they'd have to play UND, which means UND has to pull the upset on the road, which uh, we haven't really seen them have to go do. You know, the, they only played one road game this year, and they went to North Dakota State, and they lost by 21 points. Yep. Two o'clock game on ESPN, uh, also on, on Bison sixteen sixteen across the Bison Radio Network. If someone wants to to look up the Bison Radio Network and see where they can listen to the Bison in their listening area, where can they do that, Keith? Well, uh, I mean, 
obviously GoBison.com will have all the radio affiliates uh, for North Dakota State University football. But uh, we encourage people to listen uh, anywhere in the world through our, our streaming apps. Uh, Bison 1660 and 107.9 The Fox are the co-flagship stations uh, in Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo. And uh, that, that's a great way for, for everybody to access our content uh, in a first-party way. Uh, so we encourage people to download the apps and, and listen to streaming. I guess, Zeke, we kind of have to embrace this, don't we? It's the wave of the future. It is, absolutely. NDSU and Sam Houston FCS quarterfinals coming up on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Keith Bray from Bison 1660 joined us this morning. Keith, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you again uh, next Monday, hopefully about uh, a Bison trip to the semifinals. Thanks, Zeke. I appreciate it. Can't wait. It's finger looking good. Sweet, dude. All right, thanks again to Keith Brank for joining us today to break down some Bison football. If you missed any of the of the action on the sports wrap today, you can go back and re-listen to it momentarily online at kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap, where we get your favorite podcasts from. We broke down the uh, the Minnesota Wild, punching their tickets to the playoff for the eighth time in the last nine years. Talked about uh, the disappointing <laughs> Twins offense as of late. Talked about Kate Smith capturing the Big Ten Championship individually for women's golf. Yesterday, We are going to have Kate Smith on the Sports Trap on Wednesday. It's been a while since we chatted with Kate, so we're going to talk about her, her time uh, in the Augusta National Women's Am, as well as uh, her, her bogey-free round yesterday in Mainsville, Ohio, uh, to capture the, the individual medalist for uh, the Big Ten Championship for women's golf. Kate Smith joins us on Wednesday. Tomorrow, we've got Kevin Fulness with the Minnesota Wild locked and loaded to go. He's going to join us to talk about the Blues game that's going on tonight and to talk about uh, you know what this team has to do in their last nine or ten games to get on that same level as division-leading Vegas, who's won nine straight games, how they can eclipse Colorado, who's only one game ahead of them, what this team needs to do to get ready for the playoffs. On KDLM tonight, we've got Twins Baseball, 4.30 pregame show, 5.10 first pitch from Cleveland. Jose Barrios on the mound for the Twins. He'll take on Zach Plesak of the Indians. Barrios 2-2 two and two with a 3.00 ERA this season. Plesak is 1-3 with a 6.75 ERA, but he's a much better pitcher than those stats show. Twins are 7-13. Indians are 9-11. and 11. You can catch Twins Baseball tonight with the pregame show with Chris, Danny, and Corey at 4.30.